you can participate directly by owning a working interest in the well, which means you're directly involved in the extraction process. And what that does is it brings you more into the active part of investing, depending on how it all goes for you. Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. If you're paying attention, you know that you only make money when you work. It might be great money, but it's dependent on you. The information on this podcast will help you solve that. We interview experts and provide analysis into financial freedom through commercial real estate. Why? To help physicians like you thrive. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. Today, we're here to explore some unconventional pathways to financial freedom for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Michael McManus, urologist and surgeon by trade, investor by passion. Today, we're going to embark on an intriguing journey looking beneath the surface, both literally and figuratively, as we delve into the world of oil well leases as an investment opportunity. This is something I've been thinking a lot about really since uh, I was posed with the opportunity to invest in an oil well lease operation or really structured as a syndication last summer. And I've spent the last really seven months getting to know these guys and learning more about it. And it's such an interesting thing. It's a little bit interesting for me because I always heard about oil well leases as a kid because my mom through her family had inherited a fractional share. And it was a funny thing because these leases were part of what had been a family property in Eastern Colorado. And when they had been sold, they retained the mineral rights and they were passed down through the ages. Well, this is not a Beverly Hillbilly story. This was the well sometimes were producing, sometimes they weren't. And as it moved through generations, it got divvied up more. So really what she had was this small share. And every once in a while, she would get a check anywhere from a few hundred dollars to maybe a few thousand dollars. But it was always a nice thing when she got them. But it's an it's kind of like investing in real estate. And it's just something I wanted to talk about so that it's something people know about. So why oil well leases? And isn't there a simpler way to invest? Now, if you're going out and buying your own leases, that is a much more complex way. But understanding the process isn't something beyond doctors. Oil well leases really prevent a unique blend of challenges and opportunities. They offer a potential stream of passive income and significant tax advantages, all while diversifying the investment portfolio. And just like investing passively in syndications and such, the key is who you're investing with and that you're investing with experienced operators, people who know what they're doing. But on the other side of the passive investing in real estate, depending on how you do it, Investing in oil well leases can result in something from a tax benefit that's seen more as active and thus can be used as a write-off against W-2 income. This is something we can't do with strictly passive investing in real estate. You have to be more active and there is something with being a real estate professional. We've talked about this before, but this is an interesting way. If somebody as a physician is in that 40th percentile tax bracket, and if you can write an investment off against your W-2 income or your active income, that can have a significant impact. Now, exactly how this works out is something to talk to your tax professionals about. 
Now, what I've found is most accountants don't do any, know anything about oil well leases. They go, oh, it's scary, it's dangerous, it's risky. So it is a unique opportunity, but also something that if you want to do it, might require a little work to find an accountant who understands what's going on and can really delve into this in detail. So that might take a little bit of work to find that person. We talk about the benefits, and at least for somebody my age, I think about the Beverly Hillbillies and the crude comes bubbling up from the ground and everything's beautiful. But there are risks, and let's not gloss over the risks. World of oil investing is marked with volatility and complexity. It can be affected by global politics, environmental considerations, technical uh, changes. And for some people listening who are very anti-fossil fuels, if you want to turn this off right now, that's fine. We're still in a state in this world where it would be amazing if we could get all the energy we need without any environmental impact. We're not there yet. And when we look at alternative fuels, if you dive deep, this comes out of my background where I started in engineering. If you look at the total cost, there's often a bit more there than we think. But this is just, again, a topic I wanted to bring up and delve into. So let's get started with the basics. An oil well lease is essentially an agreement between the landowner or the holder of the mineral rights, an investor or a company that grants rights to extract oil from the land for a specified period. And this is where it gets a little more interesting for us. You can participate directly by owning a working interest in the well, which means you're directly involved in the extraction process. And what that does is it brings you more into the active part of investing, depending on how it all goes for you. Now, this isn't just about striking it rich in the black gold. It's a more structured play where we take advantage of the production of the wells participate some in the risk of the wells not producing. But depending on how we invest, you can invest it just like investing in multiple properties or an apartment building with multiple units, investing in such a way that you can invest in multiple wells. So not every well has to strike for the overall investment to work. Now, how this all works out, there's a complex interplay of geology, technology, market dynamics, the technology anymore of looking under the ground and knowing where production is and from knowing previous production, it's not like the old days where they just drilled a well and hoped they found something. But part of this process, and we'll keep coming back to the tax benefits, which really come from deductions for tangible and intangible drilling costs and also depletion allowances and sometimes tax incentives. Now, for me, part of why I have kept coming back to this for the past several months is when we look at the geopolitical landscape of the world, some of the things that have been very positive for oil, actually, one of them is the big push for alternative energies. And part of what's happened with that is there's been such a push, and in many ways, even a restriction of drilling, that depending on what analysts you talk to, drilling hasn't kept up with demand. And because of this suppressed production, demand has kept growing. People are still driving. They're still getting in planes and flying. Boats are still crossing the ocean. So as we've had restricted supply, some believe that we are heading into where there will really be a supply crunch and may see huge rises in oil prices. 
adding to this is some of what's going on geopolitically is there's been issues with delivery through the Red Sea. And this may be kind of just exponentially increasing the potential upside here. Now, on the other side, what's the downside? Well, the downside in any investment is if it doesn't play out. And I'll have to say this is an area that's higher risk than a lot of real estate. I mean, a lot of what goes on, I mean, value add retail is you find a, a half full strip mall for sale that somebody's neglected for a while, you put it under contract, and you can pretty much sign agreements or find interested renters. You can't sign a lease. Even before you close, you can be a long ways along that road finding out if this is a great deal. So you can de-risk it to a large degree. And then space, you can't quite de-risk it the same way, but there's not some of the same tax benefits. So this is where I wouldn't go out and take you know all your savings and throw them into an oil well lease. But it is something that is worth considering and why we're doing a show on it today. So moving on, we looked at this type of investing Due diligence is still a key thing because with due diligence is where you find out what you're really getting and who you're investing with. So this can be approached just like a real estate syndication, or I guess just like any real estate investment, you can go out and look at your own leases, look at the ground, make your decisions, whether this is a place you want to oil a lease, you can price it, you can negotiate it. That's really doing it actively on your own or for most medical professionals are looking for some sort of investment that they don't have to manage as much. There's still due diligence. Um, but this is the same as for stocks. I mean, you can just go out and buy a Fortune 500 index fund and hope that everything goes well and feel good that when things go up, you go up with everybody else. When they go down, you weren't the only one that went down. And I did that for a long time until I decided to expand my horizons. But here's where you have to do the due diligence on who you're working with, what is their track record? Are they new to this business? Have they been doing it for a long time? And how are things structured? There's a lot of different structures when it comes to investing in oil well leases. And some of them are, are general partnerships. Some of them are different forms of partnerships. And some may even be structured more like a real estate syndication and these are things that as you speak to operators, you got to ask them about their structure, have them explain it to you, have them send you the information, and then sit down with your financial advisor, your tax advisor, your lawyer, and go, how does this really work? And what's my risk based upon how this is structured? And what does it mean to me versus them? Again, the joke was always with exploratory miners that in the beginning, They've got this chunk of land that they're trying to get gold out of, and you've got a bank full of money. So they've got their dream and your money. And then after you invest with them, it's their money and your dream. And this can work out the same way, but it's part of the process here in doing your due diligence, just like with real estate, is make sure there's aligning incentives that they have to make money for you to make money and that this isn't just throwing it out there and hoping so we go back to the due diligence and the talking to people there. This is one that I really like getting on group calls where there's other people there and they're asking questions. They ask questions that I don't expect to ask, but also speaking directly with the investment professionals that are selling the leases, the people who are selling the investment and asking them questions. If you don't know what questions to ask, they should be also talking to you about your financial goals, what you're trying to achieve. 
how you're trying to limit your tax liability. But they can explain how they're set up and how to make things work. And these are important conversations to have. And I wouldn't consider this a one-off conversation. If you feel like you're in a place where you can do it, a one-off conversation, that's great. Like I said, sometimes before I place an investment, I'll have a half a dozen conversations with them. They probably hate me because the amount of time that I take up in trying to understand, because out of the questions after I finish a conversation, my brain churns on it for a while. And I think of more questions. I Maybe I go online and look for some answers. I talk to some other people. And then I come back with a whole new set of questions that I want to answer. And so starting in a new place does take some due diligence. And if it's a new avenue investing for you and it's going to take some time, you're really looking for an investment partner who's willing to work with you and help you through the process not just want to have a three-minute conversation and write a check. I guess I feel fortunate because I have a little bit of a background from where I started my career, but also I know some, I know know at least one, a couple doctors who started out were actually petroleum engineers before they went to medical school. And so they, they have still been active in this area and they can answer a lot of really difficult questions. And actually they get excited about talking about this and quickly they go in deeper than I'm capable of understanding, and I have to wade my way back out. But today's show really was just to introduce another investment opportunity. It's not for everybody. And it's also something that as you start looking beyond just stocks and 401k and managed accounts, there's a lot of different things out there to invest in. The longer I've been in this and the longer, the more time I spend meeting people, the people who are most financially secure, the people who we as doctors look and go, maybe this isn't fair. They're not just investing in a 401k. They're not just in the stock market. They've done the work. They've gone out and looked at other places to put their money. And this is one potential place along with real estate. So I hope this has been valuable for you because I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it and researchers want to share it. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'm pretty sure by the time that this episode is live, we'll have our whole new uh, Fortress Capital website up and running, which should make it really easy for people to reach out to me and get in touch. And let's have a conversation. Thank you for joining us and join us next time on Surgeon Syndicate. This has been an episode of Surgeon Syndicate. If you found value in this episode, no other surgeons are hungry to become job optional you can help them by sharing this content today. I also want to serve you better, so I want to offer you two things. Number one, I'll be able to give you the content in an even better way if you can take a moment and leave an honest review of the show explaining what you like and what you don't. Number two, if you are a surgeon and serious about this, you don't want to do this on your own because you don't want to make mistakes with your money. I'd be happy to help schedule a call. We can make a plan. Looking forward to having you with me on the next episode.